Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. What's up, Tamarino amigos? We're doing something really fun today. We are in studio in Mexico City, and we have a special guest co-host with me. We have the strong, beautiful, muy talentosa Angelica Maria. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> She's joining me in a conversation. We're going to be talking about how to overcome shame and embrace vulnerability. So I would love for you just to start off by introducing yourself to the audience. Who, who are you in this world? Yes, my name is Angelica Maria. I am a Chicana poet and singer. I'm from the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. Shout out. Um, and yeah, I currently live in Mexico City. Yes, yes. So I'm super excited to have you on the show because I think you're in a, a great example of a woman that's really letting very little get in the way of what you've envisioned for your life. It's really mm -hmm. powerful and super inspiring to see you going after everything that you're working on. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you have to be really vulnerable and really open to do what you're doing as a writer and also now pursuing your musical career. So I feel like at a young age, you've been able to sort of look at shame and self-doubt and criticism and still learn to say yes and say my voice is worthy of Definitely. being heard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I want to start off first by talking about shame. So what is shame? And an explanation that I thought was helpful from the author and speaker, Brene Brown, if you're familiar with her. I love her. My favorite white woman. Right. <laughs> she's one of the, <laughs> she's just one of the ones that we can stand. Brene Brown. <laughs> love her. Love her. What she says that I really like. Shame is a little voice that says you're not good enough and stops you from doing or being things we are want to do or want to be. Mm. Or it's also the voice when you let's say you actually are doing you overcoming that first little voice. It's also the, the voice that says once you're doing who do you think you are doing this or being this. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if that resonates with you, if you've ever of heard course. that little shame voice come in just like I that. <laughs> and then lastly, I want to add an additional distinction around shame, because sometimes shame can be confused uh, with guilt or embarrassment. Mm -hmm. So sh in terms of shame um, and guilt, shame is more like I am bad, while mm -hmm. guilt is I did bad. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of think about it and you note those differences, you can see how much more dangerous I am can be compared to I did. Right. So with shame, it's not necessarily tied to a specific event. So although it's likely born or triggered by a specific event, it can be a feeling that it feels like it's like your whole self, not just yeah. like this one little moment. Mm -hmm. You could be embarrassed, like something happens and you feel embarrassed. But shame is that sort of feeling that lasts even longer than that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. So I want to ask you, well, actually, the, the one more thing I want to do before we, we get into storytelling and all that is that I also want to ground us in the fact that shame is normal. Yeah, right. definitely. So everyone has felt it in, at some way, at some point. And if we have never felt shame, like we might be sociopaths. So it's like totally yeah. normal. And it's really important that we ground in the fact that shame is normal, because otherwise, a lot of times people can then like start feeling shame around the fact that they feel shame. Right, 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 right. And just to add, I think especially as women, right, it's like we are dealt so much shame about everything, like about how we're supposed to act, about how we're supposed to look. So Definitely. Yeah. Like having having that patience with yourself that it's normal to feel that way. Right. And you kind of lead into to my question for you is like, mm. 
how how and where has shame shown up for you? And kind of as a preamble to that, do you remember when you first started to feel shame? Ooh, that was like telepathic segue right there. Yeah, no. Yes. So that's funny that you brought up Brene Brown. Brene Brown, yeah. Um, I was reading her book on shame and it was exactly what you're like. I found that detail so interesting that shame is is not a feeling of like I did something bad. It's the believing that I am bad, like it's so tied to your identity with the entirety of who you are is not good enough, is bad. And how powerful that change of words is. And it was funny because I was reading that book and I was with my sister and I realized I was telling my dog, Selena, I adopted a dog here in Mexico City. And I was like, Selena, bad girl, you're a bad girl. And my sister was like, why are you shaming her? And I was like, oh, I am shaming her. Like, we always shame our dogs. We're like, you are a bad girl because you did this bad thing. And it was funny because it's like, obviously, she doesn't speak English. But realizing that we do that to ourselves of like, not I did something bad. Like, I'm a bad person because of this. And how harmful that is to your psyche. It's really crazy. Right. I had a very interesting childhood because my mom grew up like very, very, very Christian. And then my dad, very, very Catholic. So my dad, and we know how how much shame is involved in religion, um, in most organized religion, I should, I should say. But my mom was very Christian and very much had the idea of like what a good woman is. And so that included being very humble all the time, um, never like bragging about yourself, never like wearing clothes that, that drew attention. Este el otro, like, just this, like, typical idea of what a good church woman should be, which is so funny because it's like I've become the opposite of that, thankfully. But, um, but yeah, that was a lot to work through because that was, like, the image of a woman that I grew up with. So, yeah. Right. And so do you remember when you first, like, personally felt, like, shame? The shame. I think it was the first time that I lost my virginity. And I was like... I wasn't supposed to do this this way. Like, even though intellectually, I was like, this is fine. Like, everyone does this. This is part of life. I felt this, like, overwhelming shame of, like, you're a bad person for this. And it was so, it's so weird because it's hard to kind of name because it doesn't really, it just kind of comes at once. Um, I remember that's when I first felt it, had to kind of work through that. And then even in parts of my career felt it again, the part of like, I don't deserve this opportunity. Like, I'm not good enough to have this. And yeah, I think it's it's interesting how shame shows up in so many different ways. But I remember that's when I first felt it was like around sex and around like relationships and like the type of woman I was supposed to be. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, we mentioned a little bit about like the I am and how we start to feel like I am this and how much that controls or what yeah. kind of impact that can have. And I was thinking this is a little side tangent is I was thinking how many words in English there are like that compared to Spanish. So like mm. there's so many I am like I am tired mm-hmm. or I am sick. Like in Spanish, we say estoy enferma, estoy That's so cansada. interesting. So it's like remi- reminding us of the, like the, that this is temporary. This like is I'm not who feeling we this. are, uh-huh. right? And in English, so much of it is like who we are. And I don't know, That's this is, so I don't know if that like just that shift, like, but I was just thinking a little bit about that and how much we focus on like, I am, I am, I am. Everything is about us, especially mm-hmm. in, in the US. Yes. And how much that like messes us up. That is so true. <laughs> Because, I mean, language deeply affects our psyche and, like, how we understand everything. So I wonder, like, 
how tied that is to the actual phrasing and language that we use in the U.S. Yeah. Well, in using in English versus using in Spanish. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I think like we'll get into this more later, but I think part of like like splitting or disconnecting yourself so much from shame is not taking everything so personal and making it about you. But we grow up, especially in the U.S., making everything about (laughs) us. Yes. Right. The most clear moment of early shame for me, I was in fifth grade. um, And I mentioned this before, but a little boy asked me if I was a boy or a girl because Uh I dress like a boy and look like a girl. Yeah. And that was for me the first time that I actually had ever stopped to think about like what, how I what I like the way that I dress, how that had any impact on who I was as right. like a girl or whatever, what my identity was. And I remember that was the first time I was like a little switch that after that, everything was like related to, you know, how am I being perceived? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to be perceived? How am I supposed to be? Yes. And that was so hard. And I remember like there was embarrassment in that day, but mm. what c- carried with me was the shame, mm. the shame of like, being who I was yeah. and like not being able to totally express that. Yeah. And kind of related to that, I know we both read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle, another, another yeah. <laughs> sorry, y'all, another white lady that we stand. There Damn. Are That's, we need more, we need more writers of color talking about these topics. And Truly. I know we're, we're all working on this. I know you're in your poetry, you touch on these topics. Yes. But um, she was talking about how the age 10, that's such an important point when especially girls, but boys too, mm-hmm. they first kind of think about shame because that is when they start to get these messages about what they're supposed to look like, what their body's yep. supposed to look like, all that. Mm-hmm. When I think of shame, one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou, and she's talking about, it's, well, she it was in an interview that she had with Oprah, and she was talking about, um, Oprah said something like, what do you think about being humble? Or like, what do you think about humility? And Maya Angelou, someone that is just like such an incredible woman, she was like, I hate humility. She was like, I hate the idea of being humble. And Oprah was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, being humble. And I think this was a big part for me of like breaking through shame, of like thinking that I couldn't, I couldn't own my successes. I couldn't be proud of who I was. I couldn't be sexy and also be intelligent and be all these things and know that I'm all these things and show up as that. And she was like, she was like, anyone that is being humble is acting because they want people to think that they are a certain way and they want them to think that they are smaller than they are. And so why do you feel the need to act smaller than you are? Like you are a child of this incredible universe of God. Like why would you act like you're not that, you know? Mm. And like, that's just something that I always think about if I'm ever in a moment of like, if someone's like gassing me for something and I kind of feel embarrassed and I don't want to like I don't know. I feel weird about it. I think of that quote and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I did that. I am that. Of course I'm that, you know, and it's like you should step into that and you should Mm. allow yourself to own that and embrace that. And that's beautiful. And, you know, being humble isn't something to aspire to. It's not something you have to check off your list to be a good person, you know? Yeah, that's interesting how possibly in trying to be humble, you're actually letting shame get in the way of you being who you fully are. Right, 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 right. Yeah, For sure. that's powerful. My girl, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when, we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about how we can actually get out of the shame spiral and work through shame to actually show up and be and do whatever it is that we really want to do. Yes. Yes. 
We want to tell you about a Latina-owned travel company for the curious and mindful explorer. Alma Explorers, owned and operated by Alma Tillman, curates one-of-a-kind small group travel experiences. From Baja to Chiapas, Alma sources local partners and guides that prioritize sustainability, supporting and uplifting local communities with each travel experience. Alma Explorers offers invite-only small group travel experiences where she serves as your on-site host. Head on over to almaexplorers.com and sign up for the newsletter to get an invitation. Alma Explorers offers private travel trips for you and your friends, providing your group an intimate and immersive travel experience. Alma Explorers can also prepare a custom travel itinerary just for you or can even help you plan an off-site meeting and retreat. Yes, we are even working with Alma Explorers for future Tamarindo events because we know Alma knows exactly how to make our vision a reality. Follow Alma on Instagram at Alma Explorers for her latest travel tips and for highlights from her tours. Alma has traveled to over 30 countries and has lived and worked in Mexico City, Guadalajara, Tijuana, and New York City. Visit almaexplorers.com to learn more about how Alma can make your next trip a success. Once again, that is A-L-M-A-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-S.com and at Alma Explorers on Instagram. Anna Sheila and I know that the personal is political. That's right. It's a big part of why Tamarindo was even created. So we've teamed up with Justice Work to encourage all of our amigos to share your story and take the National LGBTQ Plus Women's Community Survey. Look, the needs of queer, trans, and gender nonconforming folks don't always make it to the people making decisions for our lives, and we believe they absolutely should. So we're using our collective voice to ask you to join us and take the survey. It's the first national survey of its kind, designed to capture the experiences of LGBTQ plus women, especially Latinx, Black, Indigenous people, and folks of color. Sharing your experiences can help address the gaps in knowledge, policy analysis, organizing, and advocacy about the life experiences, needs, priorities, and challenges faced by LGBTQ plus women, our partners, and families. The surveys for lesbian, bi, pansexual, trans, intersex, asexual, and queer women who partners with women. Trans men who want to report on their experience of partnering with women when they identified as or were perceived to be girls or women, and non-binary people who partner with or have partnered with women. Yes, so join us in completing the survey. Visit bit.ly slash podtamarindo to let the people in power know we're out here in every state across the U.S. Once you start the survey, you have seven days to complete it. Just keep your browser tab open and be sure to hit submit when you're done. Once again, visit bit.ly slash P-O-D, Tamarindo, and share your experience. The survey closes December 31st, 2021, and we'll include this link in our notes as well. So as I shared at the beginning, Angelica Maria, you're an example for me of a woman that's not letting shame stop you. And you're also, you also lean into vulnerability in everything that you do. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey of overcoming shame to do what you do. Yes. So I think for me, being able to be an artist has been so helpful because it's, I think your art and your writing and whatever avenue you go down as far as your art can be a vehicle for you to overcome those things. So yeah, what has been my process of overcoming shame? It's been a long road. And to be honest, I think the process is for life. I think there's always going to, especially like I said, as women, like there's always going to be these moments where shame is brought to us and we have to decide, am I going to accept this or am I going to say this is not for me? And I see that constantly, especially now that I'm making music, all of these ideas of like the music I'm supposed to make or like 
how I'm supposed to present myself, again, are always thrown at me. And I think you kind of just get used to it and you just, you have to root yourself so much in who you are and know that other people's ideas about you are not your business, you know? And I think like that has been the biggest factor in my journey of overcoming shame is that my idea about me is the most important idea. Mm -hmm. And I have to be okay with that idea. I have to love that idea. I have to know who I am. I have to accept also the dark parts about me and know that that's not the entirety of me, you know? And it's it's great that I think sometimes the danger in um, looking to other people to like, oh, maybe you're sharing your shameful story with someone, right? Like, oh, I this happened to me and I feel shame about it. In that moment, you're like, you're kind of giving the power of someone else to either validate you or to be like, oh, yeah, you should feel shame about that. Or yeah, or yeah, that was a bad thing you did or whatever. And I think like it's important to have safe spaces where you can open up and where you can share your story. But at the end of the day, the person that needs to be able to validate your story and love your story is you. Mm -hmm. And I think that has been truly the biggest part of me working through shame is like honestly that just that acceptance of self and that love of self and knowing anyone that says anything about me doesn't know me and I don't have to give weight to that opinion you know Mm -hmm. when you decided hey I want to write and I want to publish not just write but I want to publish my work which is like the next level right yeah and also with with singing like do you remember a little voice like speaking to you you are not enough or like who do you think you are was there anything other than what you just shared with us that like sort of the voice told you and also that you're like okay I'm doing this anyway yes definitely I think my interior voice has always been like chingona like go get your shit do what do like gana la tuya you know like go get yours and you know what you're supposed to do you know what you're pulled towards you know what you you know your passions in life and then as I got older, I kind of let like the other voices get louder. And that was my mistake. Like that was where I messed up because that's when I doubted myself. That's when, ah, who am I to do this? Ah, what do I think? Oh, I'm not trained enough. Is, you know, that's when that came over. But when I really look at it, like the internal voice has always been, you got this. What do you mean? Like, of course you're going to do this. Like, of course this is for you. And when I really go into that voice, like, everything works out and that's when the magic happens. So for me, it's finding a way to focus on that voice Mm. and to not let the other voices get louder than my own voice. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, what I was picturing as you were sharing that I was picturing, you know how you have a little devil and a little angel? Yes. I was picturing like your little shame, your little shame guide and then your little hype hype woman. Yes, exactly. Just being like, I'm going to, okay, I I hear you. I see your little shame shame guy, but I'm 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 going to squatch you. Exactly. (laughs) I'm going to build a hype woman over here. I'm going to build her up. Up, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it happens. <laughs> yes. I can picture both of them on each, See? On each shoulder. <laughs> exactly. That's powerful. That's powerful. So like we always have these two voices and it's like learning how to give more power to that internal, to that little hype woman, that internal yes. belief yes. in yourself. Definitely. Yes. And it's interesting that today's session was on shame because actually So my poetry book that I just published with Alegria is called They Call Me. And so it's actually about all of the different things 
shameful names that I've been called in both English and Spanish. Mm. So they call me chismosa, no? And then I kind of, I put a spin on that word to make it empower me. And okay, if I'm a chismosa, I'm a professional chismosa because I talk for a living. Like I do presentations for a living. You know, it's like, yes, I have ideas. Yes, I have things to say. So it was kind of, it was that of feeling like, I have been told for so long what I am and it's my time to tell people who I am and to decide and to love that person. So yeah, that was definitely like a huge healing process of refinding that inner voice and just like claiming her and loving her. So yeah, it's like, let me take my power back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When I was thinking about this, I thought of three things. So um, that that have helped me sort mm. of overcome shame. And I feel like I'm very much still, like you said, this is a lifelong journey. Lifelong journey. And I feel like compared to a lot of people, I'm still a little bit deeper in it. Like it's mm. been, a, it's been a longer process. Mm. But so for me, the first thing was being curious and asking questions around the shame, right? Mm. So what happens if I let shame control me? And so for me, the reflection around that is if I let shame get in my way, I'm not being the real me. Mm. I'm not being vulnerable. And in not being those two things, I'm not, connecting with other folks. Yeah. And I'm also not impacting my community by being strong, by by staying quiet rather. Mm-hmm. Right. And what like is life if we're not connecting and like having relationships? Like I think that's like the most beautiful part of life is connection and relationships. <laughs> and like otherwise we're like our, we're going through life just sort of numb. And I realized I was tired of hiding mm-hmm. and I was tired of feeling numb. Yes. And that was like a big sort of turning point in letting shame stop me from doing a lot of things that I've always wanted to do. Yes. The other thing is really in seeing the power of vulnerability. Mm. So one thing, going back to something that Brene Brown shared, she says vulnerability is the core of shame and fear. And it's also the source of joy and creativity. Mm. And one last thing, all that is beauty. And Mm. I have felt wholeheartedly like that. And I've seen that impact on the people who have received when I've been willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And like stop shame from getting in the way of me being vulnerable. See, 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 see. And then the last thing that, that, that I thought of is like more of like a tip, but practicing stepping outside of yourself when you feel that shame or self-criticism. Mm. So what I mean by that is like when you're feeling shame, when it's sort of taking control of you, Think about what would you tell a good friend if they were in that same situation? Mm-hmm. You probably, when you're letting kind of that self-criticona talk to you, think about, okay, if my friend was in this exact same situation, what would I share with them? See. And it would be something different. Definitely, yeah. Right? That's something I think, and even meditation, like I have been an advocate for meditation since I started meditating because what it allows you to do, at least for me and, and people I've talked to too that also meditate, is that it allows you to analyze which thoughts are yours and which are which thoughts are thoughts that have been given to you. And when you really look at it and you allow yourself to be the person looking at these thoughts instead of being so entangled in your thoughts, you're going to realize like these negative thoughts of like, oh, people are going to judge you. Oh, you look like a puta or like whatever, like 
those are not your thoughts. They're thoughts that the society has given to you. So when you recognize that as well, it's easier to let them go because it's like, oh, yeah, that's not what I think. You know? Yes, 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 yes. There's stories. Exactly. And, exactly. and the thing about meditation, it, it's a form of mindfulness, right? Where you're mm-hmm. like trying to be present and like not let judgment get in the way of you, you just being like, this is actually what's happening. Let me observe what's happening. Yes. And mindfulness and meditation allows you to actually think about like, are these stories actually true? Mm-hmm. Or if we don't stop to be mindful, we can just run with the stories. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um the other thing, another good tip is actually speaking to yourself, critic. Mm. Like when you hear it talking to you, like taking some breaths, like, okay, I know this is happening right now. Hey, I know you're here because you want to help me. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're criticizing ourselves, when we're doing all these things, we want to keep ourselves safe, mm-hmm. right? Our mind and body, it wants to keep us safe. And so it's like, oh, don't do that. It might be dangerous. People might do this or that, right. X, Y. And actually telling it, hey, like, I know you're here to like, try to keep me safe. I'm still going to do this anyway, because this is what I actually want to do. And I know this is I'm going to grow and learn. And this is what I want in my heart of hearts. Yes. Right? That reminds me of a really powerful quote that I saw the other day. I'm sorry, I don't have the credit of who said it, but it was the person, the version of you that has allowed you to survive or that has taught you to survive often is not the version of you that needs to exist for you to thrive. Yes. And like, I think as soon as you said of like the part of you that's keeping you safe, that's keeping you in this bubble is the same part of you that's not allowing you to thrive and to like fully bloom and like do the things that you're meant to do. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And it, it goes back to like the little like, you know, the the devil and the, the yeah. mama sota. And it's like, all right, cool. I see you. I see what you're trying to do. But right. I'm going to I'm going to listen to to this to this little to this, this little baddie. Over yeah, here. exactly. Yeah. To this little baddie. Exactly. Yes. And I think the last thing for me and that's been helping me is really thinking about like again it's not a it's related still but it's not about me it's Mm -hmm. about what it what is it that I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. it's about being in service and thinking about the impact I want to have through the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. so that I don't get caught up in like oh um I feel nervous or I don't what are people going to say about me Mm -hmm. it's like no let me focus on the work that I'm doing yeah and that has really helped me a lot to get through a lot of anxiety because I used to suffer a lot from performance anxiety Mm. and it's like that's what's been helping me a lot just thinking about it's not about me it's about the impact and the work and the service yes and listening to that deep intuition which Mm -hmm. to me it's like that's God sort of expressing themselves through your work yes and the last comment I'm going to add to that is that something that helped me too was realizing like when I used to be so judgy of other people like, there was definitely a phase where I would, anything anyone would do, I'd be like, mm, should have done it like that. Or like, oh, I can't believe. I realized it was because I was judged. I judged myself so hard. Yes. And matraca right there. Yes. Like, <laughs> and as soon as I let that go and I just let people exist and do, like, lo que le, le da la gana, I was like, I let myself do that too, you know? So it's like realizing if someone's judging you, it's because they're judging themselves mm-hmm. and they can't allow themselves to fully do what they want to do. Right. So it's like, that's not your problem. Yes. They're, they're like unfulfilled. Exactly. Yeah. That helped me a lot, too, to think about haters like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, no, they got to they, they they have some stuff that they need to deal with. Internal work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, all right. So I would love at this point to actually invite you to share. I know you said you had a, a poem ah, that, that really connects with this. And I'd love to for you to share that with our listeners. OK. Yes. Which one? 
do I want to share? All right, so this one is called They Call Me Bien Creída. And I wrote this poem after just being really confused about this idea of people being like, women just need to love themselves. And then when a woman is like, I love myself, people are like, whoa, why are you so cocky? Mm. Bien creída. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do you want from me? So anyways. All right. They call me bien creída. Have you seen esa chica? I swear she is so full of herself. Bien creída. I mean, who does she think she is? She walks with that attitude like she's royalty, like she owns the place. I mean, where could she possibly be going? And of course, I am not naive. I hear every whisper that mentions my name on the sidewalk. I hear them toss the phrase full of herself around like a sin. So then I ask myself, what is it that they would prefer me to be? Is empty not the opposite of full? If given these options, which one would I choose for my own daughter? Is what they whisper of me and discuss not all that I should aspire to be? So on Monday, I wear my favorite heels to the grocery store. I look like a walking money bag because, frankly, I am. Because I have earned every cent I put into myself. And when the señoras whisper with their raised eyebrows, bien creída, she is so full of herself, I take a moment and I smile. Because I know it to be true. Because I know how many nights I spent empty in order to teach myself how to become full of myself, full of myself. Bien creída. That sounds like a song to me, like centuries of work, of unlearning shame. So of course I can never go back now. Not after being so full. Después de creer tanto en mí jamás podría. And I would never want to. Wow. I'm over here getting chills. No sé si hace frío, but I think it was your poem. No, just like, that was so beautiful. Wow. But it's on the, on the like, exactly the topic. Yeah, yeah, no, as you were sharing that, I feel like how many of us have not felt that way? Yeah. And how many of us have not been able to do, like, get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm fucking bien creída. Right? See? <laughs> and and like, yeah. I was like, fuck, I want, I want that. I want that for every <laughs> young or younger, whatever age, because there's so many women, older women yes. that have never had the space to do the work right. to get to the point where they're bien creídas. That part. And when you undo the shame, you get to that point where you're not like, oh, who does she think she is? You're like, I love her. I love that energy because you want that for yourself too, you know? Yes. Yeah. As you were reading, I was like, yes, Angelica Maria. <laughs> and also, shout out to Angelica no. Maria, the, the OG también. We appreciate, <laughs> <The OG. laughs> appreciate you. Yes. And your work. The legend, yes. Because <laughs> you were named after after Angelica Maria, right? Is yes. Right? Yeah. And it's funny because it's like the comparisons. I didn't, because she's from a different generation. And, of course. And, Con todo respeto, like she's a legend, but I didn't think that like me doing music, like people would even think of that. But when they put um, the first song I released on the radio, they were like, y ahora presentando Angelica Maria. And then the other news guy was like, la Angelica Maria, no puede ser. <laughs> and they were like, no, esta es la nueva. La nueva. See, <laughs> 2021 like drama. Yeah. yeah. Hey, out here. <laughs> Raps <But yeah>. too. <laughs> Me dicen mala, pero lo que piensan, eso is not my problem. You chose the wrong one. Y por eso ya me vale. Ahora me tienes a la madre. Un poco en mí y está padre. 
Well, hopefully y'all have seen yourself in some of what we've shared and are taking some practices with you. Yes. Um, we're now we're going to switch over to, to our rapid fire question segment mm. where I'm going to ask you, Angelica, what you want to start off. We can start off with the mataca unless you're ready. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to give a shout out to? What are you loving right now? Yes. I want to give a shout out to Ni and More which is a clothing brand in Ciudad Juarez, which is where my family's from. And it's run by a woman named Jane, and she's amazing. She's a woman that was a victim of domestic abuse. And if you don't know, in Ciudad Juarez, there's a huge problem of femicide. So she created a company where they make clothes, and she hired women that were in these dangerous situations to get them employed, to get them out of these situations so they could become independent. So if you buy from them, you're not only supporting, like, this incredible clothing. It's, like, organic clothing. They stain things with, like, the maize. It's amazing. And they're so cute. But you're also supporting um, a safe place for women to work and become independent. And it's just really cool. I love that. Matraca to that. Yeah. How do you spell that for the folks? So it's interesting because it's a mix of like two different languages, but it's N-I-E-N-M-O-R-E. Neat and more. And you can find them on their website. And we'll make sure to link to their website on our show notes. All right. What do you want to put in la basura? <sighs> Machismo. But especially in the form of when you're creative and you're a woman and you have a vision and people are like, you're so, why are you so controlling? This actually just happened to me. Why are you so controlling? Like you want to micromanage and then a man, like a man will come into the studio and be like, all right, this is the vision for the song. This is what we're going to do. And they're like, wow, he just knows what he wants. Like, <laughs> it's really amazing. Damn. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. So much cheese more we can throw it away. So you like literally just experienced this. This just happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still salty be, about it, it obviously. Be, it must be hard because you you mostly probably work with with men, right? For the most part? Yes. Like producers are or for the most part men, I'm assuming. I'd say about nine I've worked with about twelve producers now and one was a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. Definitely putting that in the basura. I'm sure we put it in many times before, but <laughs> it deserves to stay in la basura. We need a bigger can for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then what's giving you calma? Ooh, I have to say meditation. Mm-hmm. Just carving out like 10 minutes in the morning before looking at my phone, before going on the computer, before talking to the guy with the tamales, like before anything, just silence, thinking about like what is most important gratitude and my vision for the day and then i go beautiful so you think about what's important what's my what am i grateful for and what's my vision for the day like that's right. part of your like meditation and your reflection exactly i love it and i feel like you're really good about your morning routine right I like am. you also work out like every morning <laughs> I'm dedicated yes um what do you think has helped you because i think a lot of people want that right they want a good yeah. morning routine but it can be really hard it's really hard to create new habits we actually did a whole episode on this mm. but what has helped you actually like make that time in, in the morning to um, protect that time? To be honest, like when I was younger, I feel like I had a lot of vicios. Like I was like kind of a wild child. I would like go out dancing all night. I would go out drinking and and realizing that like those things were my coping mechanisms to feel good. So like as an adult, if I want to be making music, I want to be releasing books. I want to be a full-time artist. Like I need new coping mechanisms. <laughs> so it's like, I have to think every day, what is going to make me feel good to make me do my best? And it's mm. like realizing when I don't do those things, I am a mess. So it's kind of like 
these are the anchors that keep me productive and keep me well. So I need to commit myself to these things. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really connected to your vision. Yeah. And being really connected to that vision allows you to see what are those habits that are going to allow you to move forward on what that is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I exactly. Love, I love that. That's a really great thing to think about. Like see, stay connected to your vision and that can help you as you kind of build those habits. Exactly. Because if you just do whatever you want to feel in the moment, like, or if you do whatever you feel, it's like you're never going to do the things that you should do. You right. Know? Or that you really, truly like want to do. Like, that you bigger, want to do in the long thing, term. The bigger things. The exactly. bigger things. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So lastly, I would love you to let our audience know what you have coming up where they can find you how they yes. can know do and know all things on helica maria yes <laughs> <laughs> yes so um i'm on instagram as yo soy angelica maria um you can also go to my website all of my taglines are the same yo soy angelica maria um the next thing i have a song coming out this next month with a rapper called neto reino he's from monterrey um it's a really really beautiful song i'm excited about we're gonna be releasing a video with it and um after that i'm gonna be releasing my ep hopefully in february that's the date as of now um but yeah stay up with me to see the new music wait did you mention your book and i just released <laughs> the book <laughs> She's doing, too, just, she's doing too many things, y'all. She forgets. I'm overwhelmed. That's, why, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I just published a book with Alegria Publishing. Um, it's up live on their website, so you can purchase that as well. Awesome. So thank you so much, Angelica thank Maria. Thank you for having it's me. such a pleasure. So grateful for you. Yes, likewise. And lastly, I just want to also thank Marisa Ramirez Coaching and Consulting, a contributor to Marino Podcast. Marisa is a third-generation Chicana facilitator coach and a deep believer in justice and liberation. She supports BIPOC leaders through healing-centered coaching and organizational teams by co-creating spaces that move us toward a more inclusive and thoughtful world. You can check out her work at marisaramirez.consulting and Marisa is spelled M-A-R-I-S-A. With that, we'll sign off. Bye, y'all. Bye. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.